This Choircast podcast episode is brought to you by the five-star novel, What Can't Be Hidden, by Brandon Andrus. When a stranger is captured in the nearby forest of the isolated and restrictive community of Petrida, a dark, hidden secret is revealed. The Petridian people discover that there are others living on the island. While panic and fear consume the town, Thura clandestinely befriends the stranger who gives her hope for escaping the only life she's ever known and finding something she has never experienced before, freedom. What can't be hidden is right on time for this moment. It is a stunning and universal portrayal of a people awakening and coming to terms with the systems that have promised to give them peace and freedom while discovering that these virtues can only come from within. What Can't Be Hidden is available everywhere online. Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical. With your hosts, hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. everyone welcome back to apostates anonymous we are your hosts matthew j DeStefano and keith giles introduce yourself keith well hey there i'm i'm keith giles and uh i am here you are here and you are queer and you are not going to take it <laughs> uh i i'm the co co publisher of queer queer publishing queer i mean pu- choir publishing queer publishing i can say that because apparently i'm one of them um <laughs> hey it's off to a smashing start. I hope everyone liked the debate uh, recap, um, mm. maybe more than the the debate itself. I I don't know. I, I really don't know. Um, and so we're uh, I uh, we've been busy, haven't we, Keith? We just it's been insane. In fact, things. yeah, uh, a lot's been going on. Uh, this a is lot's a been super busy on. week. I've been doing so, nonstop interviews and podcasts. We did a thing with Heather Hamilton. We launched her book. We launched Choir Classics. Uh, it's so busy, and I'm trying to finish my book. And oh, no, you got another book! Me. All right, good. We yeah. need to we need to start pumping out some more books. So you better get writing. Yeah, I know. Um, I'll just say a quick word about Choir Classics. Uh, really excited to bring classics, public domain classics, to new light, and that's what we're doing. So, if you are into Alice in Wonderland or The Kingdom of God Is Within You, you're probably not into A Spring Harvest because that's some obscure book of poetry. What the hell is that? What the hell is that? <laughs> We're finding it for you. We're finding popular titles, but also more obscure titles oh, uh, yeah. that we think are important. So links are in the show notes. Please go purchase those. They are beautiful. They have been given new life. A lot of times you find some you know, cool writings and you've got some photocopied PDF online that you're trying to read through. Yeah. So we're actually making them, you know, nice pieces of art, nice works, easily readable, something to hold in your hands. So go check that out and go check out Heather Hamilton's new book, Returning to Eden. She decided to put every other author to shame Uh and decided to be number one in every category ever existing on Amazon. So that's cool. Good for her. That, that, honestly, Fantastic. That just blows me away. Um, seriously, I don't. I don't even know the last time that happened. I don't. I don't think I've ever done that. I know like, oh. it's. I don't know if you feel this as a publisher and an author. You're wearing both hats at the same time. You're like, right. Congratulations! Fantastic. Great for you know. Great for the author. Great for the company. And then at the same time, like, well, goddamn it! I've been. <laughs> <laughs> I've been writing for. I've been publishing books since 2015. Yeah, I've never I, done that I, shit. Yeah, I have like eight books and not a single one ever hit done that number well one in, one in every damn category. <laughs> and the audiobook came out the same day yeah. and it was recorded by the author. Like Heather is winning. Yes, yeah, she won. Has, hashtag her. winning. She beat Duh. us all. Yep. Oh, and I want to say too, just going back to the classics thing, um, I had to double check just now, but The Kingdom of God is Within You, Leo Tolstoy number one in religious studies and in number one in Christian anthropology, number four in religious studies. I mean, so that's, 
what I'm, what I'm excited about that <clears throat> is that that book, it's such a great book. And that choir had something to do with putting Leo Tolstoy's Kingdom of God is Within You at number one on Amazon yeah. uh, for at least the last three days. So that's amazing. That's very good. The other two have been a little more modest in their in their. And I'm launch, shocked. But I'm, I'm frankly shocked. I really of, thought the David Bentley Hart one would have just destroyed. I thought it would have done really well. It hasn't done really well so far. So I don't know why. And we're going to have to call, call up David, if you're, if you're listening. David, we need your help. I know you listen to this we religiously. Yes. Yeah. Who's your favorite podcast? I mean, there's like there's like nearly a thousand people who listen to this show. <laughs> that's I right. I don't know why. Yes. That's, that's weird to me, but that's good. I like but Thank it. you. Thank you but all thank for listening. You. Yes. So check those things out. And then check out, I think we got an ad. We do have an ad, right? Yes. A very targeted ad. Yes. They're always targeted. So... But highly, highly targeted. This one more so. Let's, Let's hear from our sponsor. Hello, are you God? Are you exhausted trying to deal with, well, literally everything? Well, come on down to Asbury, Kentucky. You'll enjoy endless songs about how beautiful and amazing you are 24 7. We'll shower you in praise and jump up and down for hours to celebrate your holiness. Take a break from your worries, like that train disaster in Ohio or the hundreds of thousands of dead children in Turkey and Pakistan. We've got nothing but love and no complaints for your big, beautiful ears. Put those dogs up and take a load off while we read from that book you wrote, and we promise to skip all that stuff about genocide and slavery you talked about. You'll enjoy 144 hours of unbroken rejoicing, celebration, and singing in your honor until, wait, wait a minute. I'm getting a memo. What's this? Oh, dang. Okay, listen. They need to have the facility here for a meeting later on. Listen, I tell you what. We're going to move it on over to my cousin George's garage. We just need to move a couple things around. It's going to... Hey, where are you going? What? L- listen, we were going to sing of your love forever. I, well, shit. I really needed that new boat. <laughs> nice. Oh, that one just came to me. That came to me last night. Oh, that was uh, you. uh, you Yeah. (laughs) So you're involved with the revival, huh? It's the Keith Uh, Giles revival? Just kind of my my take on the revival. And and what's funny is I I came up with that not knowing that that was what we were going to talk about today. So Well, I texted you 30 30 seconds before the show and I said, oh shit, we have Apostates Anonymous today. What should we talk about? Matt goes, "Uh, how about the revival? I'm like, oh good, that's my ad. So No, actually I said, how about the revival? Admittedly, I don't know anything about it. (laughs) So of course, of course, we are the we're the right people to talk about yeah. <clears throat> this revival. Yeah. So having not, um, let me just don't take anything out of context. If I say some shit that's inaccurate, just know that at the six minute thirty second mark, <laughs> I admit to not knowing anything about this. Right. But I'm going to say this. A, I'm skeptical. Uh huh. Well, not even. Not. I don't. Need, that's not even where I want to no, start. Not that's right. not even where I want to start. Yeah. Because here's the thing. What is revival and what do they mean? Like, what are we yeah. trying to revive? Like, that's, I don't know who yeah. who's interested in so-called revival. I think what people are more interested, especially younger people, is less overt individualism and faith and yep. more like get your hands dirty and do some fucking shit that needs to be done in the world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Go help the poor. Go help the homeless. Yeah. Go be an advocate for legislation change go bring about social justice and racial justice and queer and uh you know gender sexuality identity justice yep go do that work shut the fuck up about god and jesus and just do it yep i see this and this is i think this is probably really what we're going to talk about i think asbury is a uh it's a stepping off it's a touchstone for us to talk about Sure. Revival in general, because again, we don't, I've never been there. I don't know anyone that's been there really. I mean, I don't care. I think Tim Whitaker actually did go there from New Evangelicals podcast in the sure. Choircast Network. Thank you, Tim. But, um, so I, you know, I don't think we're going to talk too much specifics about that specific revival, but it's, it's, yeah, in general. So like, what is this we're talking about? So I think, um, the question like that I have is what's the, What's the fruit of it? What's the point of it, right? I mean, right. is it unusual that young people get together and sing worship songs? Well, no. I mean, when I lived in California, there was a spontaneous worship thing going on at the beach. 
and kids were getting together and bringing guitars and worshiping on the beach and, and some cool things happened. Um, I think it, they would called it gospel house. And then that, that ended up spreading from California. There was a Florida one. And then they didn't, uh, anyway, it was kind of a spontaneous worship thing. It was kind of cool. It was cool to see that they, it just happened. And I, but I think people are too quick to look at something like that and call it some kind of, as if it's some sort of supernatural move of God, um, simply because it's spontaneous or simply because it's young people and there's no, there's no old, you know, white guy in charge of it and running it and everything. Um, I mean, is that cool that they just spontaneously did that? Well, yeah, I guess. But what is it really telling you? I don't think it's really telling you much other than that those kids really wanted to work, sing, sing worship songs for a long time. They really enjoyed doing that. Um, because, and, and here's, here to me is the litmus test. I think if, if you back up and look historically at kind of revivals, historic revivals, you know, that have happened, Azusa Street, uh, the Brownsville Revival, the Toronto Revival. I went to Brownsville Revival uh, when that happened. And, um, the nineties, I think it was. And, um, but you know, there's always, there's been, there's been historic revivals throughout history. And, um, and when you look at the fruit of those revivals, typically it isn't what you just said. It isn't that the people become more Christ-like, meaning the people suddenly become more compassionate, more loving, more accepting. Um, you know, it, I think you could I think you could draw a line between some of the earlier revivals um like maybe mid 1900s where that kind of resulted in uh prohibition and things like that. You could probably say yeah, maybe but see they became more legalistic. They didn't become Yeah, prohibition more, was terrible. It was awful. It was it was literally <laughs> awful. I was there, man. <laughs> well, historically we know it was awful. But yeah, I mean, right. I guess what I see missing and these, so again, the, the revivals that happened in my lifetime, like the um, the Brownsville revival in Florida, which was also another spontaneous thing. Sunday, it was like a, I think it was at Easter, Sunday morning or Mother's Day or something like this. Anyway, some holiday, they had a guest preacher. He was only supposed to preach the one Sunday. A massive thing happened. You know, people ran forward it, and then it went daily, just like this Asbury thing for, uh, I think, more than a year. It was pretty long, um, and the end result of it was. I mean, people sold a bunch of records. Uh, Vineyard, that's how I know about it. Vineyard Music Group. I worked for Vineyard Music Group at the time, and they were using our music, and they were our number one account. We were selling truckloads. I mean, not, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. We were selling truckloads of CDs and cassettes of our worship music at that revival, and they were our number one account. Vineyard Music flew me out there, put me in a hotel, rented me a car so I could spend two days at that revival schmoozing people. That's how much money we were making <laughs> on just that, just that account. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So, um, and the, and they were great people. I'm not saying anything bad about Lyndall Cooley and they were great people. It's just, it's just there was a phenomenon just, at that time. Point? People started singing a bunch of songs and jumping up and down and getting slain in the spirit, okay. whatever. But did it result in some massive, you know, social cultural change for the better? For the you better. Know? No, did we did we eradicate no. homelessness? No. Did we even make a dent in it? No. Did they even try? No. You know what they did? They actually chased poor homeless people out of the parking lot. Um, so, and again, that's happened quite a bit where you see these revivals happening and then they're like telling the homeless people, hey, you know, can you, don't, don't come into the meeting. You know, yeah. Well, okay. So people. why, why is it called revival? Like when you revive someone, you bring them back to life, right? Um. In Red Dead Redemption 2, you revive your horse by like stabbing <laughs> it with this like an injection thing, right? <laughs> yes. What are we reviving in these revivals? Because it's not like, oh, we're having a, re- we don't call a bunch of Christians showing up at a homeless shelter to feed them. Re- yeah. Oh, why isn't that revival? Because that, that should right. be the re- revival. It's just, but, but well, Christians, some do, some do that kind of stuff. But they always think it's like, it's like this. To me, stepping back and not being a part of any of that charismania, charismania. I'm I'm close to Bethel Reading, like an hour and a half. Oh yeah, there you go. That's another. Yeah, I've never gone because I just can't bring myself to go. No, don't go. My take on it is that a bunch of people get together, and we have this mimetic pull to share along in the group activity, whatever way of thinking. That doesn't mean it's not real. It's very real. It's a very human experience and it's very powerful. But 
why is it just like it just seems to me like it's just a, a way to release endorphins right music with melodic structure that you like words that are about an analogy for god is rain or you know whatever like every worship song ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 i played worship for a long time so i know the protocol on how to fire people up how to bring it down how to get them to want to open up their pocketbooks, how to get them convicted. We're going to play a song in minor key before pastor says some shit that's going to make them convict. You know, the whole formula. And so when people experience that, there's a release of endorsements. They get kind of a high. They feel grounded. They feel one with God. But so what? Right. Does it have lasting? Like, so what? Is the theology still harmful? Most of the time, yeah. Yeah, Most of the oh, time yeah. it's imbued with white nationalism, with homophobia, with not caring about Black Lives Matter. It's more like, okay, so this is a revival with a bunch of worship music, but the theology is still just white nationalistic and all that. I don't yeah. know what the theology at Asbury. I saw Greg Locke was going. So, oh, really? Uh, wow. You know, I mean, yeah, that's wow. like the one of the worst pieces. I don't, I don't think he's like invited necessarily. I think he's just going. Oh, yeah, a lot of celebrities showed up, yeah, to say they'd been there, yeah. And it's like, Okay, so okay, so again, what okay, what what's is it is it still going currently on Oh no, 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 February, no, that's February 23rd. It's over. That was part of the ad uh, that I that it, because Oh, you didn't make that shit up. Be, no, no, it's yeah. So it's supposed to be I I, I have I have a, a press release pulled up here I can read. So yeah, after 144 what is it, 144 hours of unbroken 24/7 singing and worship and blah blah blah. Blah blah blah. Um uh the the president of the college at uh, in Asbury, Kentucky where this is going on issued a a statement. He said, our town's institutions here and our town's infrastructure, I just want to be clear, is just not in a place to absorb at this moment the influx of the blessed guests that have come to Wilmore. We Won't just the Lord have, make it happen? We just don't have the infrastructure to support the guests that we're having come to Wilmore. See, see God, look. You, you did this great faith, thing, but God, actually. you got to think about the infrastructure, the parking. Come on, God. If you're going to do this next time, could you please center it somewhere where we have more, you know, better facilities? Like a stadium. This should happen in a stadium. <laughs> yeah, come on, God. What are you doing? Picking some little town. Well, you know, it's like, ah, damn it. No, so here's the thing, too, though, about, uh, I mean, yeah, you're asking a great question. What, what do we mean when we say it's a revival? I think what the people who get excited about it, what they assume it is, is, again, they're probably older people. They're probably like, oh, oh, this is so beautiful. Look, we can't get young people to come attend our churches. But look, in this one little spot, a bunch of young people on their own decided they wanted to spend days and days and days and hours and hours and hours just singing songs and jumping up and down and praising Jesus. That That is so like there's they, they see this as hope for evangelical Christianity mm -hmm. because the news up to this point, right, is deconstruction. Is that people are leaving and then they're shrinking and young, especially young especially people, especially young people are young walking people. away. So yep. when you see this on the news, it's like, oh, God has blown Finally. on the on the embers and the flames are rising again, and young people are going to come back into the church and and then again, like you were saying, this uh, this underpinning theology, which is mostly white nationalist kind of uh, thinking, is has is is not going away. It's not fading away. We're not going to be forgotten by God. Or what have you. And I got to say, by the way, that's for those of you who think that's what it is, that is not what it is. <laughs> because, because like I said, the meeting is over and now they're all just going to go back to class and they're just going to live their lives. Uh, here's the thing too, similar to uh, one, of, one of the other great revivals in history. In fact, there's a movie out right now. Uh, what's it called? The Jesus. Uh, what's it called? It's uh, the guy from Frasier um, is playing chuck smith in the movie it's it's about the jesus people movement uh in the 60s and that was another one right and i know a lot of people who who kind of were part of that hippie jesus movement in the 60s which was amazing and i gotta say actually when you look at what happened during that time that was an amazing an amazing time um however all of those people now have grown up to become trump loving gun loving uh you know like what happened? What, so what's the what's the long term fruit of that? It kind of seems like not a very long term uh, no. positive thing. No, it's it's it, to me it seems like the same thing as going to like church camp in the woods. 
Like you're like yeah. on fire for the Lord for yes. about a week. And then for you about go back a week. To the like, but so what's the, di- what would be the difference <clears throat> like physiologically, psychologically, brain science wise of going to this or going to Coachella? <laughs> or Burning you know, Man. <laughs> or, or, do you know what I mean though? Like yeah. you're just going there, you're having fun with your friends, you're singing a bunch of music you like, and, and then you leave and like, oh, that was a great experience. And you go back to your life. Yeah. So so a revival is the wrong word. Just call it like a Christian concert with like kitschy music that yeah. tugs at your heartstrings because you like that. You're used to that kind of music. Yeah. And, okay. But yeah. I, yeah, to me, it's just like, okay, what's the news here though? <laughs> like, it's not like, it's yeah. not like thousands of Christians flock uh, East Palestine, Ohio and uh-huh. clean up the water source. Right. What exactly. the fuck? They did what? How Bringing did they even thousands do that? of gallons of fresh water and supplies. Yes. Yeah, in Trump bottles. Did you hear Trump? Trump bottles. Did they get the best water? <laughs> we brought in the best water. Uh huh. If if it was thousands, of, okay. Well, that's a that's an interesting story. Oh wow! A, uh, a hurricane hit, and thousands of Christians flew out and delivered yeah. hundreds of hundreds and thousands of pounds of food. Oh, that's kind of like the Jesus turning. A couple of loaves of bread and some fish into five thousand. That's that's, yeah. that's 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 cool. I can call that revival. But yeah. Christians go to some random place in Tennessee and sing a Kentucky. I mean, and sing a bunch of shitty music. Why is that news? Like, I, right? That just right. sounds like a fucking boring ass weekend. <laughs> yeah. Why are we? Yeah. Why are we shocked or surprised that? They, in other words, they're doing the same thing they do all the time. They just did it for a long time. You know, it's yeah. almost like a Guinness World's Record thing. Like, how long can we keep it going? You know? How long can we sing G, C, E minor, D <laughs> right. over and over <laughs> Which and is over? every you worship know? song, yes. It's basically, they're just playing one worship song. It's just verse, chorus, verse, louder chorus, drop it down, do a bridge, build it up, and just do that yeah. for 150 hours. Yeah, actually, what I, I, I can play that shit, like Hillsong yeah. songs or Phil Wickman. We just play that shit over and over. I, I might Chris, have blisters on my hands. Yeah, Matt right. Redman, yeah. yeah. Just, just key changes to to make it sound like the song's different. You know? Yeah, when we were doing our house church, I I, uh, I started playing guitar, so I started learning a bunch of worship songs, and uh, and that's when I figured out, like you said, <clears throat> there's at least five worship songs, popular worship songs, that are the exact same chord structure, and if you They're can exactly play one of them, you can you can play all five of them, and you can string yeah. them together endlessly because the yes. chord you never change the chord pattern at all. Um, so that I thought that was just pretty like. It was just pretty surprising to me. Like, oh, you just change the words uh, and you alter the you alter the pattern a tiny bit. But as far as like, you know, how long do you hold the C before you go to the G, D or the G? It's all the, same, it's the same. And, and the it's funny the thing is, though, is about like, um, like if it was in a different key, fucking capo, bro. Just oh, put exactly. it on there. Now so you've easy. got this. You just play the same chords in the finger <laughs> exactly, movements. It's, exactly. But it's now it's in C sharp. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, my God. And no. I would, I would, ju- I would jump around drums, bass, guitar, the whole thing. Yeah. And I would just like never have to practice. It was just like, uh, it's the same shit over and over. I just already know these songs. Yeah. I mean, but here's, what's crazy though. Talking about this, this revival thing, like NBC reported on this thing. You know what I mean? Like why though? What's okay. What's the story I, I know, though? I know. I, I, why I is it, it news? And then. And here's the thing. So, you know, okay, it's over now after almost, what, two weeks, whatever it lasted. But, like, what would have been, what did we expect was going to happen? You know what I mean? Like, did you did you think that it would just go on indefinitely and, like, years from now? Yep, they're still out there. Still they haven't eaten. There. They're passing out from exhaustion. And, like, no, of the course. Lord's sustaining them. <laughs> I mean. <sighs> okay, so yeah. here's the thing also, too. Let's tie it into someone like Bethel because Bethel Redding believes yeah. that, you know, they believe in like some wacky stuff like demons um, yeah. kind of like congregate over certain areas. So there's like locales where that are, okay. They're demonic so, and, strongholds and that we have to, we have there to worship and pray and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, and that's all they do. They all, they all yeah. do this shit yeah. nonstop in their huge multi, multi-million dollar facility. Redding is has turned into like no, no no disrespect on Reading, but it's not a nice place to be. I wouldn't raise my kid there. Oh no. I mean, it's like it's depressing. If you're supposed to transform your community with this, if this works, if this changes lives and brings down the strongholds, 
Why is Redding con like continually getting worse and worse and more violent, more drug use, more people on the streets? It's the enemy. It's the enemy, brother. Well, then Satan, you're, then you're, then, it's warfare. Okay. Don't okay. you understand? It's warfare. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> then you're, then your team sucks at it, though, right? You're making it worse, actually. You're, you're not helping. Worse by so whatever there. you're doing, switch it up. Maybe your God's <laughs> impotent. Maybe the way you you bring about, you call on his name. Maybe he doesn't like your gold dust and feathers. He's a silver, oh God. He's a silver man. The, he doesn't like gold. Look, and that, that whole gold dust and like, feathers thing. Oh, I got We got I got to say something about that. Okay. Please. To their credit, as far as I know, Please. they didn't pull any of that gold dust and feathers bullshit at, in Kentucky. At Asbury. No. Okay. Well, good. Uh, yeah. So I got to say. Low, though, it's a low bar. So congrats. Well, they, they only lasted two weeks. You know, they didn't have time to come up. Maybe they didn't come up with that. Um, Maybe if Chris Volaton showed up, they would there would have been some. Yeah. So so if you don't know what that is, when we talk about gold dust and feathers, this is real. We're not making this up. This is totally real. And I talked to people who went to Bethel and and other kind of worship services like this. And supposed it's supposed to be a supernatural um phenomenon where during the worship, people look down. And they're covered in in uh, gold dust. They have gold dust on their hands. They have gold dust on their hair. They have gold dust on their shoulders and their clothes. And uh, it's supposed to be the the Shekinah glory of God, the presence of God, just drops gold dust everywhere. And see, because you know, in heaven, they pave the streets with gold, and it's just kind of like dust. It's everywhere. It's kind of a nuisance. So when God shows up, being He kind of brings some of that uh, gold dust with Him. And um, I promise you, I promise you that there is a guy. At Bethel, maybe maybe there's a team, and they are they are the glitter team. Their job, their job is to show up about thirty minutes before service, put a couple of handfuls of gold glitter, glitter in the in the air conditioning duct, and then you about, know that's what they're doing, dude. You know that's their job. You know it's what it's their freaking job. There's no, it's also, not. It's their ministry. It's their it's ministry, their ministry brother. brother. It's the ministry. <laughs> um, and then also, in addition to that, you know, if you want, you can throw a couple of feathers in there because, you know, Dude. angels What kind of wings. feathers, though? Is it angels duck feathers? Have, have they tested probably... the feathers? They should take it to the lab and test the feathers. <laughs> I would I love that. If I it doesn't love... go on the register, like, hey, this is some super, this yes, is some this, wild this, shit. Yeah, this is not an animal that exists no. on Earth, right? <laughs> this is like a literal- It's a fucking you know, mallard. Supernatural. It's a goose. It's some kind of goose. Supernatural goose. Yeah. Um, oh, God. It, it, but here's the other thing, too. The other phenomenon is jewels. Have you heard about this? People no, will find jewels. jewels. Um, I, I wish. No, no. It's <laughs> it's like these cheap little plastic things you get at Michael's or, no, I'm sorry, Hobby Lobby. Um, and it's oh, just, yeah, you're it's damn just right, ridiculous. Lobby. It's so stupid. It's like, um, uh, anyway, that kind of stuff just drives me insane. And what, and how easily people that, buy into did you, it. Did you hear about that poor little like two year old who died? And they were going to do this whole thing and resurrect her. And oh, they had Bethel. the family yeah, yeah. convinced. Oh my god! That yeah, was I did a podcast to read about. I did a podcast with the Bros Bibles and Beers guys yeah. about that when it because it had just happened and we were talking about it. Yeah, it, it's very sad. I mean, it's so sad, right? Um, and then of course we all know how that ended. That no. The daughter did not come back to life, and then they had to eventually admit. Here's but the I mean, thing: if you're healing trauma, people, go, go down to Mercy, Mercy uh, General Hospital in, right. in Reading. There's a couple of hospitals in Reading. Go fucking just sit there at the ER. Go to the Children's people, Hospital. In the go cancer to the Children's Hospital. Like, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? Like, how do you not see this? Like, if we really got the Shekinah glory, I feel like you've said <laughs> Shekinah in an ad before. Yeah, Shekinah. You still got that glory. holy anointing? If you got all that shit, and you're not at St. Jude's. What the fuck? Mayo Clinic? What are you doing? Yeah. Go do this. Go do this on, in front of all the doctors. Oh, you can't You can't fix this person? Watch this. Yeah. No, oh, no. Don't and test so, your Lord, your God. Oh, there's going to be all the, oh, you better that's not. That's right. Go do that yeah. shit. Come on. We all got yeah. YouTube. I'll film it. They also do, they, but here's what they do though. They also train, uh, not just Bethel, by the way. They, I've, I've, I've encountered people from other lots of other kind of ministries where they will, they will train these young people to go out in teams. So when you're talking about going out so they don't go to hospitals that I know of. None of them have ever tried to go to hospitals, but they'll go to shopping malls. They'll go to the beach in California. They'll, they'll go out to public places, right? And they will, uh, they'll wait for God to highlight somebody to them. And they'll go to that person and say, can I pray for you? And, and, um, and they're trained to do these kind of fake, you can go on YouTube and see it by the way, uh, where they make someone's leg grow. Have you ever seen that? I've heard about it. It's a total sham, dude. 
It's a complete sham. It's it's like a it's a it's a parlor trick. It's literally a parlor trick. So somebody, anyone that would complain of leg or back, any kind of injury like that, you know, oh, I have a lower back pain, my or I have a knee pain or whatever. They say, well, sit down, have a seat on the ground, right, or or sit on the chair, and they'll sit them down, and then they'll they'll sit down, they'll they'll hold up their feet, and they'll say, well, look, one of your feet is shorter than the other. So first of all, they're diagnosing a problem this person never knew they had. And then they're going to pray over them and slowly pull that person's leg until it grows, quote unquote, and then both legs are the same size. And then, hey, now walk around. Don't you feel better? And it's uh, it's like a hypnosis. It's like a trick, right? It's a placebo, it's, dude. It's a placebo, yes. Yeah. And of course, that person is under the pressure like, well, holy shit, my leg just grew. So yeah. <laughs> I have to feel better, right? Something's going yeah, on. They, they, should, they should start walking weird on the other side and be like, I think you grew it too long. Shit. Yeah, can, you, can you make... <laughs> I'd like to be taller. Could you just do you both legs? Do both until legs I'm, at the same time. I'd like to be, like to be six, seven five. feet tall because I want to. I want to play basketball. I hope they can come at me with that shit. <laughs> they always find out. Oh, you got. It seems like maybe you got a slight astigmatism. Right. Can't you see better now? Oh my god. Yeah, it is it's clearer. You're like, no, I can't see. Oh fuck, I can't see at all. I'm blind. What the fuck? I'm you blind. did. You did it. Reverse it. Reverse it. <laughs> I can't see. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I, I would. So, I would fuck with them so much. Yeah, that kind of stuff. It it annoys me. It it really annoys me because some of the young people that I've I've witnessed doing this, they think it's real. Like even the person doing it, because someone told them, "Hey, go through these steps," and and you, what you're doing is some kind of a healing miracle. They yeah. think that's what's happening. Like, yeah, I have to explain to them. You know, you could do this to me right now, and you could do it. Here's the thing: if you you could do it me do it to me every day, and if it was really working at the end of the week, I would be ten feet tall. But it's not working. It's mm-hmm. it, you're just shifting their hips, right? You're moving their hip because they swivel. So if I pull your leg this way and pull it down, I can match them up. But if I went the other way, I could just go back and forth, right? It's and it's everyone, everyone's, everyone's leg problem is really because your legs are not the same length, right? You never like, no, I got this. a knee problem. What I got, what I got in there, I need some cleaning out, like some arthroscopic shit. So if you could get in there magically with your little <laughs> wand and your dust. Just uh-huh. make it, it's kind of grinds in there. And mine actually, my ankle, my, uh, my doctor called it pre-arthritis. So like I sprained it so many times that it's just crunch. Oh yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I should just, okay. So make that go away. And then I should rotate my ankle and it would be gone. And if it's gone, I'll be like, oh my God, I'm going to eat my words. I'm going to have to go back on this show. Be like, y'all, these people are <laughs> legit. <laughs> yeah. I felt yeah. the glory. I don't know. But that <laughs> don't ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. So, so I think, you know, yeah, I, I would love to see going back to the original thing about revival and all that stuff. Like I, I personally, I kind of think what the, I mean, I don't know if I'm right or not, just my, my, my opinion, but what else is this podcast, but our opinions. Um, I feel like this, this phenomenon of revival, right? Like we, we've created categories for certain things which I believe creates an expectation of a certain thing. So Mm -hmm. because we have collectively in the Christian, whatever movement, community, religion, we have created an image in our mind of like, well, okay, when, when a bunch of people get together and they sing for hours and hours and hours, that's revival. Okay. So then if, if we're going to have revival, then it's got to be that right. Mm -hmm. Or, or like when we were describing a minute ago, if a bunch of young people showed up and, you know, uh, helped people in a, in a disaster, that's a mission strip. And so, so that, so if, if we saw that happening, we wouldn't call that a revival. We would call that a mission strip. We would call that a, a service project. Right. Okay. <clears throat> and so I think that's part of the problem is that we created these categories and expectations around these things. And so, but I wish we would shift it. I wish we would change it to like what you and I are saying. Like, what if we could redefine revival, a spiritual revival a true spiritual revival and what it should look like is not a bunch of young people singing for hours and hours and hours what it should look like is compassion service you know what i mean actual mm-hmm. help for actual people in need in the community like like in that stupid ad we just did um you know like <clears throat> instead, you of, instead you of you can't you can't call our sponsors stupid dude come <laughs> on man you can't that's why they don't come back this idea of god um like what God wants is for you to just uh, bring it on. Oh, come on. Sing about me. Come on. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, sing that other song about trip. me. I love that. Well, I love when you sing that other song about me, about all that. Oh, that's, that's a great song. Oh, read some of that book about my goodness. Read, read from that book about my good. Oh, I love when you do that. 
That's like, oh, cry, cry, pray. I'll pray What's and the, cry uh, for hours. Oh, I love when you do that. Like that, that's what God really wants. And when you do that, God is pleased and God is satisfied and God is happy. And like, again, it, we, we just create these things and these expectations that are, I think are just destructive. They're not helpful. Yeah. I'm going to bring it up. Uh, it's Amos five, right? Oh yeah. There you go. And this is going to probably piss some people off, but yeah. well, not, not our listeners. It's, it's uh, verse 23 and 24. I think this is the NIV, so uh, take from it what you will. Yeah. Uh, Away with the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the music of your harps or electric guitars or pedals or your drums. I'm adding all that. But let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never failing stream. And that's isn't that what we're talking about? Like, shut the fuck up. This is the Matt. Matt version. Shut the fuck up. Quit playing me your stupid music and go do the work that you're supposed to be doing to bring about justice for the poor and the oppressed and the marginalized. That's right. Yeah. It's uh, I think, I think if you keep reading that, that passage, it's, it's essentially like, you want me to keep going? Well, no, people can read it at home. Uh, But it's like, it's like God basically saying, I will plug my ears. I will not listen. Right. And Turn and off again, your fog I, machine. I'm not watching. Yeah, exactly. Turn off your fog machine. Turn off your. Stop doing the stupid gold dust and feathers bullshit. Not interested. God does not care about that. And I love that Old Testament passage. There's several Old Testament passages like that. There's a, there's another one in Isaiah. Um, I think it's Isaiah, where where God basically says, um, to He's telling them to stop fasting, right? That they're all yeah. fasting and wearing sackcloth and ashes, right? And and He's basically saying. Stop it. You know, uh, the kind of fasting I want is for you to take the food you're not eating and give it to people that are hungry. Mm. And it's like, oh, yeah. Instead of just like, hey, everybody, look at me. I'm fasting. I'm not eating. Yeah, but so are, you have the privilege not to eat. You have mm-hmm. you can decide not to eat, right, for some mm-hmm. religious, pious reason. There's a bunch of people around you not eating because they don't have any freaking food. And yeah. your, your food is just sitting there. So if you're not going to eat it, why don't you give it to people who need it? And and those kinds of passages in the Old Testament um, that have that radical ring of justice and care, genuine concern and care for the people around you, um, that's what's missing. That's yeah. holy moly. If there's going to be a bunch of Christians, right, they, like the, you know James White, who are going to hold on to Leviticus and the Old Testament and, and try to impose that stuff on people today, instead of instead of the the negative bullshit, why isn't any? Why are people like him saying, "Well, no, though it's all the Word of God," therefore. God's word is telling me here that w- that's what we should be doing. We should be caring for the poor. We should be standing up for justice, right? We should be uh, giving a voice to the oppressed because that is what it says. And and that they're not interested in any of that. That's woke. You're being woke, dude. You're you're giving yeah. in to the libtards. Dude, if you <laughs> if you wrote all these passages in modern parlance, maybe we can have chat CPT AI do that. Hey, take all these passages, write them in modern parlance as if you're a woke liberal. <laughs> they would denounce it straight up. If I took like a different kind of language around like, you know, Amos 523. And I say, quit singing your stupid songs. God's not going to, I'm not going to, God's not going to listen to your dumb music. Yeah. But let's bring about social change and justice like a river, right? You know, righteousness of God, like a stream. You'd be like, get, get this wokeism away from us. Right. Like I just quoted the Bible, dude. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> I and honestly that, think if yeah. we I here's 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 what I think revival is. Let's let's redefine it as kind of like what people who are deconstructing are doing. That's exactly they're right. missing the revival. Because exactly it doesn't right. look like the, what they already believe. They think a revival is going to just fall in line with what they already believe. That's but right. really I think it's running counter to what they believe, which is why they're rejecting the revival. Because and they're they have missing their the YouTube metanoia. channels. They're missing right, the they change have, your mind. They base their entire part. YouTube channels on denouncing the revival because it's called deconstruction. That's right. And dude, that's exactly right. I genuinely believe that. I Because when I, the people I know that are going through deconstruction, they're not moving away from God. They're moving closer to God. And, they, and the God they're moving closer to is less angry and wrathful and judgmental. And he's a God yep. who is more loving and kind and thoughtful and merciful. Um, and so, yeah, I totally agree. I, I think we are already... We are going through, we have been for the last decade, at least, um, the, uh, of a revival. They just happen to call it deconstruction. 
And but it to me, that's the real revival. And it's and it's continuing. It's steady. It's not slowing down. Um, and the and again, like you said, they're terrified of it. <laughs> that's how I feel like I know it's real because it, it it's it threatens their structures. Uh, it threatens their assumptions about God. I've moved past thinking that they're terrified of it. I think they love it because look at like Alisa Childers' numbers go up. Oh uh, yeah, because her whole channel is about. And I actually got she a response a from man. them. She <gasps> um she said no for me coming on her show. Uh, but she did respond though. <laughs> well, her, her people did. Um, cue a sad violin. Um, yeah, well, but me, their whole like, look how did it, you do like, that? Give me, send me the email address. I want to, I want to send an email. Maybe I should send the email address on and say it out loud, and people can <laughs> and have have a flood of people. Listen, if all one thousand people listening to this hey. show right now would send an email demanding that Elisa Childers interviews Matt or Keith or both. You know what? It could happen. They'd be like, damn. Because here's what they were. They do respond to numbers. If there was like, damn, a thousand people are begging us to, to at least to do a show with these guys. They would do it. it. It's just an email address, right? It's probably info at org. I know, but you know what? I got too many goddamn emails (laughs) in here to find it. And I look up. Okay, well. Just search Alyssa. I did, and it didn't pop up. It's funny how this whole thing went from an Asbury, Kentucky revival to Alyssa Childers. Which we just how did it, oh yeah, because real revival is the thing they denounce. That's right. No, and I, but I agree with you that they do love it. They they love it. They love to hate it. Numbers. Why do they talk about it so much? Because right. the fucking algorithm loves it. Right. Every every episode has something to do with, uh, you know, the the, the boogeyman of deconstruction. Yeah. Or progressive Christianity, That's or right. liberalism, right. or Richard Rohr, right? So all, all the no, all the favorite that devil him, yeah, yeah, all the favorite little uh, buzzwords that, Dude, yeah, yeah, boost their numbers. The numbers and she's written two it. books about this whole thing, like the whole and and the books. Those sadly, those books are doing very very well. I'm certain they're doing really well. Yeah, but not as well as Heather Hamilton. Heather Hamilton's killing it. She is crushing <laughs> Alyssa Childers. Under her feet, it's it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> like God crushes his the enemies. Yes, as 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 Jesus like a wine press head. tramples the grapes. That's right. Heather Hamilton is crushing <laughs> Alyssa Childers right now. Shots fired. <laughs> hey, there you go. See if we can get Heather Hamilton on the show. She's much kinder than us. She's much nicer. Me. Yeah, Heather is the anti-Childers. She's the, Heather is the, she's, and you know what? Let's manifest that. Let's, Heather needs to have numbers like uh, Alyssa Childers. She will someday. Yeah. Well, but here's the thing though. Like numbers don't mean anything. Like it's not about, you could have some of the, all you have to do, like I said, is fall into, fall into something that works real quick and then just repeat it over and over. Like the algorithm of all the social media and everything, YouTube, the whole nine. It doesn't like notice, oh, this is a particularly creative project. No. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with creativity or talent or, you know, it's just like if it falls in line with what people are searching at the time or what people are interested in, boom, you got a hit. That's right. And then if you could just repeat that over and over ad nauseum, then your entire channel becomes like, I mean, thank for Elisa Childers, honestly, thank God for progressive Christianity because she would not have content. She'd have to go back to Zoe Girl or start singing some music or something. Oh, again. Yeah, gosh, she would not it. have her current content. <laughs> and that's the difference between like what we're doing. We have content. Right. Like, yeah, we shit on some things in this show, but this is hardly <laughs> what we do. We do we do content like on, on Heretic Happy Hour. We do content right. with choir publishing. Yeah. Our our books have content. It's not like I didn't write like the wisdom of hobbits is not Oh, I need shitty conservative Christians in order for this book to exist. No, I right. just, you know, I, I don't, I have nothing to shit on. I'm just creating content. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't depend on creating some kind of lightning rod response no. to something like hot uh, take. All yeah. That kind of, no. Yeah. This is more for that, but th- this show could go away. Like, it's not like we're making money. This is just this, for fun. Yes. Just and, for fun. and, and, and uh, we don't have big numbers, so we're not doing it no. because of these huge numbers we're getting. <laughs> huge numbers. Huge. The most tremendous numbers. It's the most, the most huge. The huge yeah. number. The hugest numbers. This is um, 
Although, you know what? Like, if you think about it, if you had 800 people at a church every <laughs> every yeah. week, yeah, that's a pretty damn big church. Yes. So even though this podcast is like pushing a thousand downloads <clears throat> an episode. Yeah. And that's like, yeah. oh, that's relatively small. You're like, yeah, but if you're talking to a thousand people from a pulpit, you've got the biggest church in town, maybe. Exactly. Well, and uh, yeah, I think uh, that's a great perspective to have, you know, because- Except like, the church makes a shit ton more money than we're making here. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, but no, but it's, it is interesting to think of it that way. Like, uh, it does, it helps me. It, that That's a good perspective shift because like, you know, you can compare, like, you know, you, you want to compare like your numbers on your podcast to other podcasts that are doing way, way better, right? Yeah, sure. And you say like, oh, I'm only getting a thousand downloads. Like Heretic Happy Hour, what do we get? Like five or six it's, or seven? Yeah, it's between three and five. Yeah. I mean, saying. we've had some with 10, but that's the yeah. Easter Sunday morning. That's when people show up for church. That's, that's right. That's right. Because so, <laughs> David Bentley Hart's there. David, yeah, the David Bentley Hart, Richard Rohr episodes. Yeah, 10,000 or something yeah. like that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're averaging, yeah, four to 5,000. That's a uh, huge church, bro. That's, that's a like freaking fucking, crazy. Hit. That's yeah. a mega church. Yeah, that's a mega church. So if you think of it in that way, yeah, we're 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 talking to a lot of people, and um, and I'm grateful. I'm really grateful for that. I don't even know we how that. We happened. don't know. We don't know why, but I don't. I really don't know why. <laughs> but uh, right. but I'm grateful that those those people do keep listening and keep showing up. Uh, Y'all got so, nothing better to do, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so we'll see. Time. Well, actually, we're not even going to see. Because you know what? This is another one of those stories that's just going to go away. The Asbury yeah, Revival. It's not. It's nothing. It's well, it's nothing. already gone away. I mean, it's over. I mean. It's people got a natural high. And okay, breaking news. Christians have natural high. Move on in a couple of days. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, the news is dead. It's dead today. <laughs> nothing going on in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everyone's moved on and uh, and nothing nothing changed. Just no. a bunch of people singing some songs uh, and having some good feelings. Yep. Yeah. And now they got assignments that are late. So, That's right. Hey, where's your biology uh, homework? Yeah, where's your I was at the revival? I, it was due on Friday, <laughs> sorry, motherfucker. I know that essay was. Yeah, sorry, but you know, I was I was leading worship. So sorry. Also, last thing before we go, I know we got a meeting here. We got something more important. Nonstop. To do. We're always Nonstop. moving. Oh my god! You know, I'm going to be on NPR today. Well, I'm oh, not going to be on NPR today. It's a recording, but I'm going into the studio. That's amazing to talk about the Hobbits book. Yeah, and it's a top to talk about heretic because a, a long time ago I sent that in. And was like, hey, never heard nothing. And then when the, she called, hey, let's talk about the hobbits. Also, I have your book, Heretic. Let's talk about that too. And I was like, oh, let's get sweet, man. Let's get That's, wet and wild, baby. Congrats. That's amazing. Yeah, we'll see. It's just the so, beginning. Um, just the beginning. We've only just begun. What was I going to say? Oh, uh, last thought. What was the last thought that I was going to say? I don't know. You didn't say it. I have no idea. You jumped, you interrupted yourself with the NPR. I thing. interrupted myself like an asshole. And then I got distracted. <laughs> uh, Asbury. Yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. I, we got a busy day. I yes, always we tell did. you that. We got an exciting day. Yeah, there is, there, hopefully this, are we allowed to announce anything yet? Sure, sure, sure. Go ahead. It's our podcast. Do whatever. It's our, it's our publishing company. Whatever. All right. Doing. Well, okay, fine. I'll make the announcement right now for all the people that stuck around to the end of this show. Uh, we are finalizing a deal with Pathios. Yes. Uh, so the Choircast Network will be featured and distributed and marketed by none other than Pathios. Yep. So, um, all you all you fans who were there from the start, you could say I was there before it got huge. That's right. Now we're hoping for really cool things. Like Pathios is obviously, you know, a monster. They got a lot of marketing. They got staff. They got a whole thing. So they have a, a huge reach. What is it? The number one interfaith blog in the world. They're going That's for right. more audio now. <laughs> yep. You're going to sadly, we're going to have to share our, uh, um, our advertising space with real advertisers, but don't with worry. Real like ads. Our, yes. We'll continue to, to <laughs> give you the best of the best ads on this show, but they're actually going to be some real ads coming your See way. If you can tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God help them. If they send us baked in ads where we got to read them, I. Oh, yeah. Can I do that with I'm, a straight face? Yeah. We'll I don't see. know. I might try to read them as ironically yeah. as possible. No, I'm just kidding. Well, can I? I'm also going to make an announcement um, that uh, I think this is okay to say. Uh, I had no I had retired my second cup with Keith podcast uh, for a few months, and uh, but I'm bringing it back. So it'll be joining the Quadcast Network as well. So you can find it over there uh, once that all, all wraps up. That'll be a lot of fun. 
more Very podcasts. Cool, more podcasts. That's what yeah, we need. So that's um so we will be a part of Pathios, the Pathios Podcast Network. I don't even know what they call it, but I'm excited. Probably call it the Pathios it, Podcast Network. It's a great it's a yeah. it's a great opportunity for all the uh all the choir cast shows and choir authors and Yeah. It is super everything. cool, man. It really is. Yeah. I mean, again, you and I have only been running choir a little over thirty days, coming up on sixty. Coming up days. on two months now. And um yeah, this this Pathios Pathios podcast uh network the choir classics um we have other things we can't talk about yet that are in the motion um i think mm-hmm. we can, can we say about the book we're doing it you can talk about the book about revival the revival revival book what revival book are we talking about i'm just fucking with you <laughs> no the, we're, we're we're doing a we're we're doing a co-publishing thing with pathios uh oh, so yes. we're co-publishing a book with pathios uh, and, the, and you uh, got a bunch of people to commit already. We, so far, we got like eleven. So far, eleven people already on board, and hoping to add a couple more. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be cool. I mean, and we're hoping that becomes like an annual thing where choir and Pathos. Why don't you? Why don't you give the title? Because I love the title. Yeah. So the title is uh, "Sitting in the Shade of Another Tree," and the idea is to uh, because Pathos is a global, you know, religious. They're the largest faith blogging platform, right? Um, yeah. out there and they feature they have channels for buddhist hindu um evangelical pro- progressive yeah. Yeah. uh you know all kinds jewish and um and so without okay for this book sitting in the shade of another tree we want to interview people um and have them talk about what they learn from people of different faith from well, it's not really an like, interview though i mean right oh, no no yeah. It's a chapter. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're gonna write a chapter talking about like if they're Jewish, what they learn, you know, maybe from a Buddhist, or if they're Hindu, what they learn from Muslims or or, or Christians or whatever. And so um I'm very excited about that. I that's a great I just I can't wait to read this book. And yeah. uh so yeah, very excited about that. Can't wait to edit it. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Yeah, no, it'll be good. I already contributed my chapter. Yeah, you're you're the first one. Well, it was already written. I was like, "Ooh, I already got something for this." <laughs> oh, good, good, good. That's Yoink. awesome. Plagiarize my own shit. No, it's unpublished something. I just had it sitting around. Cool. Um, cool. So, well, thank you everyone for listening. Go support all the Choircast um, Network podcasts, please. We have. Um, I'm just going to be honest with y'all. We got like 800 to 1,000 listeners every episode, and we have 49 reviews and ratings on iTunes. Those numbers don't quite add up, people. You're getting free content. So I'm going to shame. Next week, this is the last week I'm going to be nice. Next week, I'm going to start shaming y'all. And you're not going to be invited to my revival if you don't leave an iTunes rating and review. Or if you want to just review this episode, you can do that on Spotify, I believe. You can uh, give a rating to individual episodes. So please, please, please. It really helps us out. Go rate and review all the po- all the podcasts, just in general, not just our podcast. If you listen to a podcast, go give it a rating and a review. That's right. Like that's the least you can do. It's free content, right? So yeah. go go do it's that. Your way, it's your way of saying thank you, and it costs. Yeah, you it's, nothing. it's a tip. It's basically like a. You, we're not asking for money. We're just saying go tip us by doing that. So yeah. please rate do that. Rate. Much love. We'll see you in two weeks, or we'll see you in Asbury next weekend. That's right. <laughs> no, I will be. Or not. Thank you.